Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. It's Drive Time Radio. I am New York Vinny, your congenial host. Nathan, the producer, is along for the ride as well and making things work back at the uh, the broadcast center of KKNW. We are a show that comes to you every Saturday morning at just a smidge past 8 o'clock, and we talk about cars, the automotive lifestyle, uh, so many things that are involved. I mean, let's face it, uh, whether you even own a car or not, you're still involved in the automotive lifestyle to what extent you get to choose. But, uh, you know, between just those that just drive and use their car as appliance to those who are fully involved in car clubs and so many different um, events that go on around cars, especially this time of year where, you you know, you, you, you can't go out of the house without running into some kind of car show somewhere, right? So uh, that's what we uh, keep an eye on. We talk to you about it. We try to uh, and uh, get, get conversation going about things that concern the motoring public. We cover a lot about electric cars. As you know, if you listen to the show, we also talk about issues uh, that are coming up for motorists. And we'll delve into one of those a little bit later this morning. But uh, here we are on uh, what is uh, a beautiful morning up here at the uh, Esperance Broadcast Studios, Esperance Media Broadcast Studios that uh, we have been broadcasting to you out for, out of for the last few years. But um, from what I hear, it's not going to stay this way. It's going to get ugly hot in the 90s. And for Seattle, that's ugly hot. So, again, I'll, uh, I'll always remind you because it's the kind of pain in the butt I am. Uh, make sure that you have enough coolant in your car. Make sure that your tires or on pressure. You don't want to be that person who's stuck on the side of the road with the hood up uh, because their car overheated in 95 degree weather. And it's uh, many times preventable. Just take a look at the hoses and the belts in your car if you can see them. More and more cars these days, uh, you know, have shrouds over everything. So only the mechanics see it, but you can still peek under there and take a look at your belts and your hoses and just the things that. Uh, water and cooling elements pass through to make sure that you are, you know, um, covered in those areas that you have enough. Uh, what you'd be surprised. I mean, I used to, you know, when I worked at a gas station, it was a full service gas station. You used to open up the radiator cap. How many people would come in and there'd be no water in their radiator or no antifreeze in their radiator? And how much that would. Uh, I mean, how many times you'd look and say, wow, how are you, how are you even running this car? Uh, cars today are more demanding on those elements. So uh, you got to take care of it. You got to check the air in your tires. Of course, my, my thing is, you know how I feel. If you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, it should be free to put air in your tires. No gas station, no tire shop, no anybody should be able to charge you for putting air in your tires. It's a basic uh, driving right, if you will. And it's going to uh, kind of load into one of the things that we are going to talk about a little bit this morning. First, if you're out on the roads th this weekend, check your uh, uh, Washington State Department of Transportation website or their app to see what's closed and what's not closed. There is a ton of roads in and around Seattle, in and around the state that are closed or reduced volume of traffic is allowed on that particular road. And uh, with the... Uh, the action this weekend down at the ballpark, the Mariners on a hot streak as they are, uh, and uh, the King Felix Hall of Fame stuff that's going on, uh, the joint's going to be jumping. And you are going to want to take public transportation to get to the ballpark if you can, except that public transportation is screwed too, because the 
they're having trouble with the track bed. It's sinking. So I don't know how you're going to get anywhere, to be honest with you. Uh, but have patience. I think that's probably the greatest virtue you can have uh, this week is have patience with people. Have patience with the people in your car. Uh, enjoy the ride there. Park in another part of town and walk down uh, to the stadium. Uh, you know, park in Lower Queen Anne and take the you know the bus along First Avenue there or something like that. Uh, that can you know get you to the ballpark and back in a reasonable amount of time, and you don't have to go down into the uh, stadium area. And but but again, I'm telling you, it is going to be a mess out there this week. Yes. All right. A couple of things are uh, are happening uh, that I wanted to let you know about. There is going to be something that's going on. See if I can uh, pull it up here real quick. Uh, the Electrify Expo is coming to Marymore Park. Um, I am now trying to see what day it's coming to Marymore Park. <laughs> I had it up here a second ago, and it's, uh, oh, September 9th and 10th. Marymore Park will be the site, the site of the Electrify Expo, where a number of different manufacturers and people that are concerned with electric cars are going to get together and show off their stuff. From what I understand, you're going to be able to drive electric cars there. You're going to be able to uh, get sit in them, get a closer look. I don't know if we're going to be out there yet or not. We're trying to negotiate something to do that right now. But if you are at all interested in electric cars, trucks, e-motorcycles, e-bikes, e-scooters, e-skateboards, anything to do with battery-powered motivation, this is where uh, you might want to be uh, the week after Labor Day, September 9th and 10th over at Marymore Park. So uh, if you go online to uh, electrifyexpo.com, you can find more information. And as I said, well, they're not sponsoring us or anything, but we might be out there in one shape, form, or another uh, to try to walk you um, through some of the electric uh, questions that you may have. And listen, I am always, if you are interested in buying any car and you want some guidance, you want some help, you want some, uh, you know, advice, so on and so forth, you want somebody to just go and buy it for you. You don't want to deal with the deal. I am always available to do that. You can always get a hold of me at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. That's Vinny, V-I-N-N-I-E, at drivetime-radio.com. And I will do anything from tell you my experience in a particular car to right up to uh, hold your hand at the showroom if that's what uh, you need and, and, and keep you insulated from the big bad auto repair, uh, not auto repairman, but auto salespeople. Uh, that uh, can sometimes be intimidating. Let's face it. It's not always, it's nothing to be ashamed of either. It's not always easy to uh, go in and buy a car. The manufacturers are trying to do what they can to make it easier for you, but uh, it is, uh, it's a hard process. It is uh, a tough, tough thing. All right. So that is going on with the uh, closing of uh, various highways around town uh, and around the state. Um, if you have people in town and you're saying to yourself, I'm going to take you out Route 20 out to Winthrop uh, to, uh, you know, show you the, the Twisp Bakery and all of those great places that are out there and that whole great little town of Winthrop and Twisp and up by, uh, you know, Chelan up there, check before you go. It appears that um, Highway 20 is closed. Uh, because of wildfires that are going on up there. So you want to make sure before you go that you, you know, you'll be okay going, that you'll be able to get through. The worst thing in the world is to drive up, you know, uh, to Highway 20 and get up to New Halem or something like that or 
you know, by um, uh, some of the beautiful lakes and dams they have up there. And then you have to turn around and come back the same way. Not a bad drive, don't get me wrong, but certainly it, it puts a crimp in your day. So check before you go, know before you go. That's my uh, that's Vinny's advice to you for driving around the state this week. Washington State Department of Transportation has great website and app and maps and everything they do to keep an eye on the traffic situations in the state, and it, uh, they are a lot of help to you. Speaking about the Washington State Department of Transportation's transportation, you are probably as frustrated as I am when it comes to the state of our rest areas on our state highways. We um, we just have some of the crappiest rest areas of any state. Uh, there's either the facilities are crowded, there's a gazillion homeless people living in there, people that live in their cars that are pulled in there. Uh, the bathrooms are, they're not horribly dirty, but they're not a place that you would want to spend a few minutes in uh, because they're overused. And so the state is looking for feedback on a new rest area strategy. They want to improve the rest areas throughout our state. 87% of the rest areas in the state of Washington are considered in critical condition. And they're old. Most of them were built between 67 and 74. So the state has finally gotten around to say, let's do something about these rest areas. It now comes up to what do we do? What do we do to uh, to make these places these these places that are supposed to be comfort stops for people into something better than just a place to uh, get out of the car, pee, and go? It's uh, uh, you know when you go to other states, you look at some of these things. Now, there's two things that immediately hit my mind, and that is uh, charging stations for electric cars and air, air, you know, you're able to to check the air in your tires, make sure that your air is okay. It just seems sensible that you would have at least those two things in a rest area. Um, You know, I grew up with the rest areas back east on highways where, you know, you could pull in and get a cup of coffee and a snack And it was like a convenience store, buy gasoline and continue on your merry way. Now, I don't think we're going to have anything like that in our, uh, on our rest areas, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a a good bank of better vending machines uh, that have a variety of foods and uh, free coffee on the holiday weekends. Remember that? You could always get free coffee at a rest area. Try it now. I saw one. I was driving back from Leavenworth on Route 2 on Monday. And Monday morning, they had people giving out free coffee in that rest area. It's between uh, Leavenworth and Stevens Pass. It just seemed to me like it should have been, you know, they should, it should be like that at all of them. I don't know if they have to fund that or they get volunteers or how that works. But I think it'd be a nice idea. So there are several things. If you go to the uh, Washington State Department of Transportation website, there'll be a a page there uh, where they will be asking your input on improving rest areas in the uh, in the state, as a matter of fact, I will uh, put a link up on our Facebook page to the uh, to the page. They want to um, try to straighten the situation out, and I think that uh, it's a noble effort on the state. Uh, the last day for comment is Wednesday, August thirtieth. There are forty-seven state-owned safety rest areas. 
And uh, listen, the state wants to do something, so we should help them along. These rest areas should be comfort havens for motorists for short stops, not camping areas. I mean, I don't mind if somebody in a camper, uh, you know, pulls over their tire and they catch 40 winks in their camper. But you go to some of these rest areas. I mean, I went down a federal way right next to Wild Waves. Try getting in there to, to, to go to the bathroom on a on a Friday or Saturday night. You can't get in. Every space is taken by somebody that's sleeping in their car. I have utmost sympathy for people that are sleeping in their car. Um, give them a special section or something. I don't know. But leave spaces open there so that people who are driving from one city to another, from one place to another, can pull over, get out of the car, stretch their legs, grab a snack, um, go to the bathroom, and get back in their car. It's a simple, simple fundamental thing that will, I think, result in, in a safer roadway for everybody. So that's something I think that uh, we need to keep an eye on and need to pay attention to. Speaking about keeping an eye on and paying attention to people, <laughs> I always got to do this with Nathan. I always have to keep an eye on them and pay attention to them. Otherwise, you know, he runs away crazy. But Nathan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Doing excellent. I'm glad that you're doing excellent. Are you just uh, overwhelmed and enjoyed uh, in, in the enjoyment about <laughs> the uh, the Mariners? With the Mariners? Oh, yes, definitely. I was thinking more of being overwhelmed with a little thing that happened with my car earlier this week. But, yeah, the well, Mariners, they're on a roll, aren't they? Car, like eight so in a row? Yes, yes. You'll have to clue me in here in a second on the car. But, yes, it's eight in a row, and they're – coming from behind and they're beating good teams and all of a sudden the Mariners look like they're uh, they're something. They are. I mean, they're scoring lots of runs against teams that also score lots of runs and those teams are not scoring many runs. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing, Nathan, and I found this out since the early days of baseball when I, you know, when I used to watch it and play it. There hasn't been a well, I wouldn't say it never, but if generally if you score more runs than the other team, you win the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, isn't there a time when a White Sox pitcher uh, threw a no-hitter and lost the game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. technically, yeah. nobody really scored a run or got a hit, but somebody still won. Well, somebody walked. I, I, I yeah. think it was uh, a walk and, and some uh, errors or something. An error, yeah, walk and an error, and somebody it was a one nothing. Still had a no hitter, but it was a one nothing <laughs> loss to the to, to that team and that pitcher. So it's it's that's that's the beauty of baseball, though. Weird stuff like that can it happen. It does, and that's why you you know that's why they tell you you know. When you go to the ballpark, you never know. You'll always there's always a chance that you'll see something that you've never ever seen before. And of course, and it, in like the World Series, you know, playing a series of games, you know, one team could win like thirteen to zero in the first game, and then the next few games, the other team wins like one to nothing in them. So one team scores more runs throughout the entire series, but still loses the series. Yes, yes. So, boom. So you're uh, so that's that's part of the allure of the game of baseball. Now, all right, what happened with your car? Oh, just a weird thing where I turned it on and it started freaking out or having a panic attack, and all the warning lights went off and the engine shut off, and it told me to pull over and stop the car immediately. And I was like, that was weird. Uh, well, I'll just try turning it on again, and it just in case it was a weird glitch, and it turned on just fine, and. Check engine light was still on, but it seemed good enough to make a short trip somewhere. And then coming back, check engine light was off. So it's like the car had a little panic attack earlier this week. It's just modern electronics, right? Yep. You just don't, it's like baseball. You, you never know what you're going to see. One thing goes wrong and everything else goes wrong. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, you know, uh, these, uh, obviously these cars that are newer and have all of this computer equipment, so on and so forth in them and uh, are run virtually. They're, they're, they're 
computers uh, on wheels, mm-hmm. uh, I often wonder, you know, sometimes I can't get my computer to start. Or for some reason, it just goes boop, and the screen comes up, and you unplug it, you plug it back in, turn it off, turn it back on again, it, it starts up, and it's okay. But, it, you know, in my mind, it's always like, well, what the heck happened? Why did it do that? Yeah. <laughs> Will it do that again to me when I'm, you know, driving down, uh, you know, Highway 395 in Nevada or something <laughs> like that? It's it's a little bit of a scary proposition. You're gonna go in and get it checked out. Uh no, everything went away. All the warning guidance went out, so the car says nothing's wrong. So, I it has a little thing where it pops up if there's something wrong. It'll say take it in, and this is probably what's going on. But all that went away. And you believe the car, huh? Yeah, it's running just fine. No, Nathan. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'll be thinking good thoughts for you, but that's uh, that's scary when that happens, man. You just you know, yeah, it was really people. strange what happened. Yeah, but. just get stuck on the side of the road and your tow truck, you know, all all the stuff you have to deal with when uh, something like that happens. It's that kind is of a, <laughs> telling me weird things like my tire pressure monitoring system was having a malfunction and all weird unrelated stuff. So. Are you a AAA member? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Oh, Nathan, you got you got to get you got to get into AAA, man. <laughs> uh, it's money well spent for uh, because at least at the very least, you get a tow truck even if it's four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and you don't even pay for the tow. You know they they cover the tow a certain uh, certain conditions apply. But I have found uh, a AAA membership to be one of the most valuable things you can have driving a car, no matter how old you are, no matter what, you get a flat tire, they come out and ch- change it for you if uh, if that's what you need. If you're too lazy to change it yourself, too hungover, too whatever, <laughs> they'll come out and put the thing on, uh, deliver a battery to your car. It's whatever you pay, I think it's 40, 50 bucks a year for, uh, um, for a membership. It's worth it. They cover mm-hmm. you everywhere. You know, it's, uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, of uh, throwing money away needlessly, but AAA is uh, is about the best money you'll spend. Plus, if you rent a car, chances are you'll get the money back in discounts uh, from different uh, hotels and stuff like that. They have a scared of discounts, so join AAA when cool. you get a chance. Um. Yeah, but I have a question you want to ask me this morning. Oh, yeah. What was it? I'm trying. Oh, yeah. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. Oh, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. I am driving. uh, Let's let's put this uh, in there. I am driving the uh, beautiful Genesis GV70. Oh, is this a beautiful car? Nathan, look at this car. I mean, I park it down there, and people stop, and they look at it down by the Edmonds waterfront. Uh, the lines on this car are spectacular. It's an SUV that has, um, you know, that sloped roof, roof, that coupe look to it. Uh, and it is just a, a, a car that is so pleasing from the outside uh, as you take a look at it. Uh, it's true. Uh, it has a, a stately luxury kind of look to it, which I enjoy. Uh, I think the car is very well put together, very well built, and very pleasing to the eye, uh, which is one of the you know things you want when you buy a car like this, when you're going to spend, you know, north of $70,000, $80,000 for an electric car. This is what you want. Uh, it is really an elegant vehicle, uh, a little different from the internal combustion engine version of the vehicle. Uh, Front bumpers and rear bumpers are a bit different. And the car, just um, from its curves to its roof line, is uh, just a a sharp-looking car. But, you know, looks are one thing. Uh, You know, how does it perform? Uh, I would say that this car, and it's all electric, uh, the interior in this car is, uh, you know, everything is put together 
quality fit and finish. Uh, everything is right in front of you. The screens, the ambient lighting and everything, it just, it sweats luxury. It makes you feel actually, to be honest with you, like you're riding in a car more. It costs more than uh, it really does. There's a lot of cool stuff in this car too. As I like to this boost button, you hit this button and it goes from 450 to 490 horsepower. Boom. It's like a, it's like an extra button on there to push on this thing, and the car just takes off. You hit this other button in the back, and it opens the uh, the, the the deck, the hatch. The ambient lighting in this car is spectacular. You can change the shades and everything of the lighting, put whatever color you want in there, and uh, the screen, the uh, control center is all very simple. Very self-explanatory. You plug this thing in, you get about 220, 230 miles of range. It's a little bit light in that class uh, as far as range, but it, it has the quick charge stuff. So if you take it to a quick charger, boom, you plug it in and you get more range fairly quickly. And Apple CarPlay and Android Auto don't work without plugging them in. It's, they don't work by Bluetooth, so that's another little drawback uh, to this ride. But all in all, I'm enjoying driving this car this week. I can't wait to get it out on the open road this weekend and uh, check it out and have some fun with it uh, because this Genesis uh, GV70 is really um, a uh, – not only is it a work of art, but it's so well put together uh, in the initial drive that you just feel you feel like you're on top of the world when you're driving this thing. It's a very good car, very solid feeling car, handles well, lots of different drive modes so you can kind of configure it to where you want. Roomy inside, uh, it, it seems to be nothing but good. We'll have a full review of it next week, but uh, that is Yo Vinny. Uh, what are you driving this week? Uh, we'll have a, a, a review of what I was driving last week. The Toyota Prius coming up in just a couple of minutes. Meanwhile, what do you say we take a quick break? When we come back, we have our cartoon, our Saturday morning cartoon, uh, right here on Drive Time Radio. <laughs> Use your eyes to look up, use your ears to hear Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear And wait, and wait, until you see the light turn green Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Right back with you on Prime Radio Saturday morning. New York Vinny, Nathan the producer, and you hanging out here talking cars. By the way, if you're not doing anything this morning and you're in the uh, North Seattle, Snohomish County, or anywhere really around, they go till 10 o'clock and I want to stop by and see my friends over at um, the Snohomish uh, Cars and Coffee right there on 157th and Westminster, uh, 155th and Westminster in the town and country market parking lot in front of the Chinese restaurant. There's always a ton of really solid looking cars uh, at that. Uh, you know, you can you can take the kids there. It's a 
It's a nice environment if you want to learn more about hot rodding or about uh, classic cars, collecting cars. There's always people that are happy to talk to you about it, happy to tell you about their cars. It's where these people work on these cars uh, so that they can tell people about them and explain them uh, to people. All right, our Saturday morning cartoon uh, this morning. I've been I've been wanting to play this for a while, and I just for whatever reason, it's just gone in and out of my head. But I remembered this week, and I wrote it down. And we and now we do a little thing. We put like posters on uh, you know music posters on our social media. So I'm going to have one of my favorite actors come in here this morning and and sing for you. Robert Mitchum has been uh, is is one of those tough guys of 50s Hollywood, along with Brando and Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster. And, you know, it's just a genre of movie stars that were from that era that were, uh, I think, in many ways, kind of the last of the tough guys. They weren't uh, quite as tough, maybe, as James Cagney and didn't come out and play those particular gangster type of characters. But they played a, they had a, a different kind of toughness to them. And uh, the movie Thunder Road, which was out in 1958, is really, if you go back and you look at the movie, kind of a history of the start of NASCAR. For those of you who don't know, NASCAR started uh, down south with guys running moonshine back and forth. That's what had to make the cars fast, to outrun the revenuers. Well, there was a movie made about this back in 1958 called Thunder Road. It's a great uh, movie with uh, uh, Robert Mitchum. His brother is in it, uh, Gene Barry. I don't know if you remember him, Sandra Knight. And it's uh, filmed in the mountains of Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee back in the late 50s. And it really became a cult film because people saw in this film, if you were down south, probably your uncle, your uh, your cousin, somebody you knew was doing what Robert Mitchum or Lucas Doolin is his name in the movie was doing, running hooch back and forth. So, uh, and by the way, one of my favorite singers is in this movie, Keely Smith, who um, was is just one of my all time favorites. All right, so here is from. Uh, the 1958 film Thunder Road, the uh, the ballad of Thunder Road. There you go, Robert Mitchum in the ballad of Thunder Road from the movie of the same name, Thunder Road, back in 1958. That's our Saturday morning cartoon because cars and music go together so well. That uh, how could we not just mix them up and serve them up to you? If you have a suggestion for a cartoon, by all means, drop us a line, drop us an email, go to our Facebook page. And if you do go to our Facebook page, you will find a link to our Spotify Saturday morning, Drive Time Radio Saturday morning cartoons playlist. Uh, I've put together over the past couple of weeks almost every song that we have played on the uh, Saturday morning cartoon since the beginning of the show. And uh, so there's right now three hours and 45 minutes worth of car songs. I know that I probably have another hour at least uh, that I've put on it. But you have any suggestions, certainly uh, always open to hearing them. There's a lot of songs that I've missed, a lot of songs that aren't on it. The ones that are on the list are just ones that we have played. Uh, you know, there's a ton more uh, that we haven't played. And I keep Nathan on his toes by uh, looking for these things each week. So definitely something uh, that you should be uh, checking out. All right. That is our uh, cartoon for the week. I, I, I did want to jump in and say something. Uh, well, a couple of things that I got to say before we get to the uh, uh, radio road test. Number one, the, uh, 2023 Chrysler 300C is going to be no more. They're only making this is the last year. You know, uh, 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 manufacturers are phasing out their internal combustion engine cars, and I think the 2020 the, the, the Chrysler 300 series uh, doesn't get enough credit 
for what it is, America's last full-size sedan. And they've done it in a number of configurations, uh, in a number of engines and horsepowers and so on and so forth. The car is long in the tooth. I'll, I'll tell you how long the car is. The first, how old the car is. The first time I got to drive one, the Seahawks were practicing in Cheney, Washington, at uh, Eastern Washington University. And I had one, and I drove it up. We used to be in a motorhome out there at Cairo, in this big motorhome. And I drove it up in front of the motorhome and parked it there. And uh, after practice one day, I walked back over to the to the motorhome so I could file, you know, my afternoon report back to Cairo. And Seneca Wallace is standing there. He walks over from practice, and he's looking at the car. Seneca Wallace, yes, that's Seneca Wallace, the backup quarterback of your Seattle Seahawks. How long ago? <laughs> Again, it's like 1999, uh, 2000, something like that. Anyway, uh, as a matter of fact, he was so enamored of the car that he bought one because it had that, that look. Uh, like it was a Bentley. It had that, that kind of Bentley look to it, but it was a, a really neat car. And again, the last huge um, Chrysler that we're going to see uh, with an internal combustion engine. This last one, uh, they've dropped a Hemi into it. It's a 485 horsepower farewell edition. As I said, they're going to make 2000 for the United States and 200 for Canada. And that'll be it. And uh, we'll say goodbye to the American full-size car, internal combustion engine car. And, you know, it's a shame because, uh, again, this car had come out in a number of engine configurations, and all of them had the quickness, the um, the sound, I mean, the sound of this car coming down the street was amazing. Whoever designed the ignore, exhaust notes on this car really knew what they were doing. And it was a bad butt looking car. It was a car that looked like it, it, it that you were somebody if you were driving this car, especially the addition. I drove, a, uh, it drove them in a, di- a couple of different colors. The one I loved was the red with the black wheels. I'm not a big black wheels guy, but this car looks stellar. It just looked like it was ready to go. I think they are all sold out, if I'm not mistaken. I, I should have checked with my guy at Chrysler. But for a car that was built and designed when Mercedes-Benz still had a huge sh- uh, stake in Chrysler, it was uh, it was a pretty amazing car, and as I said, the six point four liter Hemi in the three hundred C is uh, is it, and then it will it will say bye bye, and that's it, and that's all for the uh, huge American car, and uh, the end really of an era. Just a. Um, you know, it's, it's all going to be electric, and they'll build cars that are as fast. I mean, you know, you get into this uh, Genesis, and the cars are unbelievable. You know, the speed is unbelievable on these cars. The the torque, the takeoff, it's just off the charts. As I said, you hit that boost button on the Genesis, and you feel like you're in, uh, uh, you know, Star Trek, when they hit that button, and the spaceship just goes, boom. It, it feels that way. Uh, so, uh, goodbye, 300C. Uh, we uh, always thought you were one of the underrated cars of um, of our uh, of our generation of the last generation of uh, of cars. Also, this week, General Motors uh, rolled out. Uh, the Blazer and the electric Escalade. I'm hoping to get rides in them pretty soon. 
2025 Escalade IQ uh, features a 55-inch screen in it. The screen stretches all the way across the dashboard. So it's going to, uh, you know, it's one of those cars that are going to, uh, people are going to talk about, people are going to say, but the, uh, the Escalade, 2025 Cadillac Escalade, 55-inch screen, a bunch of neat features in this thing. And General Motors is really working uh, to come up with a luxury vehicle, electric vehicle here that people are going to feel confident driving. Uh, they now have the Celestique, uh, the Escalade IQ, um, uh, uh, Motor Trend did a, uh, a large, uh, a, a big kind of five great features, and the 55-inch screen came in number one. I mean, the screen just stretches all across the dashboard, 35-inch driver display, 20-inch display for the passenger. It's a massive multimedia portal. Whatever you got to do with this car, it'll come up on this screen. It is amazing when you look at it and you see the way it stretches across the cabin of the car. I don't know how people aren't going to be distracted by this, but, you know, it'll be interesting. 24-inch wheels on it, uh, a dual-motor powertrain, and uh, it has a, 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 a frunk. The frunk is uh, is going to be frunky on the Escalade. You'll have a trunk where you can stuff stuff in, uh, bags and stuff like that, because no motor up there. Built on the Ultium platform by GM, looks like it's going to be a uh, a solid vehicle, this Escalade. Uh, Lord only knows how much it's going to cost, but I don't see this thing, uh, you know, coming up for uh, anywhere under $110,000, $120,000. Just not going to happen. Uh, another vehicle that uh, GM uh, released some information on this week is uh, the Blazer, the electric Blazer Police Edition. And there's a great video on YouTube, and we're going to get somebody from on from GM on to talk about these cars and which direction the company is going. But the you know Ford owns owns the um, police business in this country. And Chevy is saying, well, wait a second. Why not us? So the uh, police edition Blazer is out. And from what you could see, it looks pretty good. I have not looked at the results of New York City using a, uh, they have some Teslas in their police car fleet. And I'm interested in seeing how those things have been working out because I would think that a police car with the constant idling and the constant use and the way you use a police car might not be that well suited for an electric car in some sense. But because there's just so many things. Listen, you have to be afraid you're going to, you know, range. Talk about range anxiety. You don't want to be able to uh, be chasing somebody and you run out of electricity, that's not fair cricket. So that'll be interesting to see, but we'll, we will endeavor to get somebody on from GM uh, to uh, talk about the uh, GM Blazer, and I'll put a link to the uh, Blazer's um, the video that they released on the Blazer uh, on our uh, Facebook page, so you'll be able to look at it and Say that uh, see what you see if what you'll be chased by next year in um <laughs> it's always good to see what you're gonna be chased by now what else did I have here this we got that we, we got that we have the uh the uh expo that's coming up and um yes there was one more thing that I had. And you know what? I lost it. See if somebody will come back to me in a second. I, my notes are, I, I write like a doctor sometimes. You know, I scribble a lot. And sometimes my notes can be less than, um, uh, less than uh, legible. That's the word I was looking for. 
Uh, oh, by the way, there are a lot of pictures up about that. You know, we reviewed the Santa Fe. What was it last week, the week before the Hyundai Santa Fe? And I've seen the, uh, the now the 24 Honda Santa Fe, Hyundai Santa Fe. And I got to tell you, man, I, I love Hyundai and I love the Santa Fe, but I would not buy a 23 when the vehicle is coming out that this 24 is. It's just a, a spectacular-looking vehicle. They have really done, I mean, the Hyundai designers have really gone to town on this thing and come up with a vehicle I think is going to uh, very possibly change the face of SUVs in this country and around the world. One, one of the interesting things I saw in this is, is And, you know, Hyundai always seems to come up with these little quirky things that make it unique. Hyundai has a compartment in the new Santa Fe that if you take your cell phone, your keys, whatever it is, and you stick it in this compartment, you close the door, it will sterilize them. It will ionize, you know, like those sterilizers you buy for your phone. This thing has one in the dashboard, so you can take uh, your phone, your key fob, uh, Junior's lollipop, you know, whatever you put in one of these things. Put it in there, close the door, hit the button, zim, zam, zoom, zing, zoom, like magic, pull it out, and it's germ-free. You know, for the times that we live in, I think it's a great idea. I mean, we live in times where people are running around with uh, hand sanitizer and masks and this and that and the other thing. This is, I think, uh, a, a great idea, a great little marketing tool that will appeal to a large amount of people. And this is one of the things I think you'll see in cars, in, the, uh, in more cars in the not-too-distant future. So kudos to Hyundai for, uh, for putting something... That I don't know, uh, did you expect there to be one of these? I mean, I figured maybe somebody would get one, put it in their car and carry it, you know, plug it into the to the um, uh, outlet or something like that. But I never thought I'd see one as like standard equipment. Uh, but a UVC sanitizer tray is in the Santa Fe on top of the Santa Fe's passenger glove compartment. Your phone, your wallet, often hands items into the tray. It sterilizes them for you. What do they think? You know, I always ask, what do they think of next? And then you find out. All right. That is uh, uh, some of the stuff that's going on in the automotive world. I think uh, we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll tell you about the uh, the Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, yeah, so I'm a pace put kind of kind of guy. I love to put cars through their paces. It's what I live for, and uh, I'm going to tell you right here and right now that uh, I, when I put this uh, up on YouTube, and we talked about it last week, I put a, a question that was kind of a rhetorical question: Is this the best Prius ever? But boy, has Toyota scored with this Prius. It gives you. Everything that any of the previous Priuses did not give you. Number one is style. This is a beautiful car. I mean, I don't know what possessed Toyota to go from the kind of utilitarian look that the previous Prius had to this particular style. But man, oh man, is it appealing. It's just a sharp-looking car. Uh, you know, I drove this thing over to Idaho last week and back. And, you know, I have people in, in Idaho stopping me and asking me, what is that? What kind of car is that? And it's the Prius. If you're on social media, you can see uh, the design of this car, the lines of this car. Uh, the usefulness that this car uh, brings to the table. Uh, listen, this was the first hybrid. Uh, well, I don't, see, I don't know if it's the first hybrid. It was the first popular hybrid. I think actually Honda had the first hybrid. 
But this particular car is um, is the extension of all of that that came out in 2001. And they finally said to themselves, you know, people that are buying a hybrid car want a fancier car, want something that looks a little cooler. And that's exactly what they did with the Prius. The wedgy kind of styling uh, that it has really uh, it not only serves the purpose of being appealing to the eye, but it also aerodynamically serves the purpose too in that it cuts through wind resistance and gives the Prius a better chance at that 50 plus mile a gallon, uh, gallons a mile uh, 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 number that you're looking for. It really, uh, this is a, a vehicle that has been well thought out uh, aside from being appealing on the outside, on the inside. It's uh, it's roomy. It has as much room in it as a small SUV. Uh, twice as better on gas mileage. It, um, you know, it, it has a, uh, you know, the hybrid setup from Toyota, which has been, uh, you know, the most successful in the business. I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that their hybrid uh, setup that they've been using for years now uh, and, and have a vehicle just about in every category uh, as a hybrid is the best. Now, I got to drive the XLE all-wheel drive hatchback. Um, this car... Uh, is uh, has a sticker price of thirty two thousand two hundred ninety five bucks. You can buy them for thirty seven, pretty well loaded. It is uh, as I said. I keep going back to the design because it's really a beautiful, beautiful car. Uh, the design of the car is unbelievable. I get a larger engine, two point liter. Uh, the hybrid system that they have in here is basically the same hybrid system that they've used all along, but it has better output and better efficiency. Uh, it is automatic only, obviously. And, uh, you know, that new engine in the uh, not only gives you a more powerful um, 190 horsepower, but it also gets you from 60, uh, 0 to 60 in a little under 7 seconds. And for 57 miles per gallon, you get a range of about 644 miles on the high end, depending on the configuration. It is, uh, with all the safety stuff, the original is maybe the best. But the Toyota Prius uh, is a car that if you are in the market for that hybrid, if you want to ease into electrics, this is the car you should be looking at. Except if you can find a Prius Prime that's a plug-in hybrid, that one is probably a tad better than this one. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Drive Time Radio. Thank you to everybody who helped put this show together, and we will catch up with you next week at the same time, 8 o'clock in the morning, if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good one, folks.